Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Happy Earth Day, everybody, and the start to National Park Week. This is very exciting. It is April 22nd, 2023, and uh, the latest episode of the Big Daily Blend is here. We have some changes coming up. We're not ready to tell yet, but they're coming. It's exciting. It's good. Very good. Very, very good. But we are so glad you are here. Um, Today is National Earth Day. I love, love that. it. It's the best day. How can it be National Earth Day? It should, should be, be Global inter- Earth Day. Yes, world. Like, we're having world a world party. party. Yeah, yesterday we decided, hey, let's have a pop-up festival, podcast festival. So we did. So this is day two of our podcast, uh, pop-up podcast, world party. We just wanted to have a party. Because we have a lot of good interviews that uh, mm-hmm. I'll be telling you about as we go through the show today. Everything is in the show notes with links, whether you're listening on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Acast, pick another one, Google, oh, BigBlendRadio.com, wherever you are. Wherever. Check out the show notes for recipes, articles, other podcasts, you name it, and the music playlist, the most important thing. And you must celebrate Mama Earth. Yeah, you do. You really got to mm-hmm. give respect to she's, Mama she's Earth. the mama. You need to take care of her. Yes, you do. Otherwise, she gets pretty pissy. Well, I like today that it's um, National Earth Day or Earth Day, let's just say that. Mm-hmm. It is also Celebrate Trails Day, which means mm-hmm. go out, uh, take a hike, go for a walk in your community park, maybe pick up some litter on the way. Um, it's also National Girl Scout Leaders Day, and the Girl Scouts know how to survive out in the woods and bring cookies. We like okay, cookies. We like their cookies. Um, it's National Record Store Day. The other day we celebrated International Record Store Day. I don't think we can ever get enough of Record Store Day. It should be every day is record store How day. How many record stores do you think there are? I don't there? know. There, it's it's kind of like record stores and bookstores, the two independents. We, I think the more we have of them, the better. better. Um, looking at quality when you think about the earth. Mm. Wait till you hear our interview with Glenn Burroughs today. We did a good rant. It was good. I think we all need it once in a while. Um, but we talk about the importance of getting away from these mass-produced items. I mean, because how... How convenient is convenience, as we say. Well, you it's know? costing something somewhere. Yeah. It, it isn't free. It, convenience nothing, is never free. And cheap is never really good. No. Right? Um, sunshine is good, and that's free. So um, anyway, National Record Store Day. Hey, uh, I got to give a shout out to Jack White, you okay. know, because he's always good about, you know, he's he's a huge, like, uh, pusher. Uh, pusher. Like he's a, a pusher man, man of vinyl. He is. Oh. He's getting other bands to invest in record companies and and pressing vinyl. And he's trying to get the big guys, like Capitol Records, et cetera, to actually turn around and say, hey, in Columbia, you remember the people with like the nine cent CDs or whatever, the mm-hmm. stupid CD thing we'd get. And then, you know, you ended up paying this huge shipping bill instead of like really just buying the CDs. Mm-hmm. Well, if they did it through vinyl, like that would be cool. But how many people have something where they can play vinyl? A lot of people are getting records. Record records players? again. Record players are coming record back. Players. Yep. Phonograph. Oh well, no, no, actual, no, not the phonograph type, but the record <laughs> players. Oh I boy. The big one. All right. Today is also. Thing. This is important. It is National Jelly Bean Day. So we kick oh. off our music playlist with Jelly Bean by Eddie Cochran. 
Uh, if you're into old school blues, check out Ma Rainey and, always, mm. and Louis Armstrong also has a great uh, version of the Jelly Bean Blues. But, you know, it is Earth Day. So mm. we're looking at good recipes. So being vegan, I now don't yell at me. I didn't do it. But it actually, even if you're vegan or meatless for one day, really helps contribute to the environment. So we've got the Viva La Vegan Happy Hour Party Recipes from uh, John Schmidt. He was on our show a few times, and he wrote the Moonshine book. Like It is like the Bible of history of moonshine in this country. Um, I like it. Yeah. So anyway, um, we do have his recipes there. He's got um, the Sailor's Spinach Dip, Italian Herb Burgers on Focaccia, Margarita mm. sorbet down the hatch. Come on, that doesn't sound so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, it sounds, sounds good. damn good to me. And you can hear his podcast with us, as well as our uh, late and dear friend, Adam Roberts, who would be celebrating Earth Day today. Oh, for sure. So I say, please go check out BethesdaGreen.org and all they're doing mm-hmm. um, in Bethesda, Maryland. And um, But he's he's a late, great uh, Earth Day man. He's for everything to do with Earth, <laughs> you know, the environment, Mother Nature, the wildlife, you name it. Um, so shout out to him. Also, it's pla- the Plastic Free Packaging Alliance. We have an interview with Alan oh, Tratner, uh, who is the one of the co-founders of Earth Day, which actually started on this day um, in history, a grassroots protest on behalf of the environment that was initiated mm-hmm. by Senator Gaylord Nelson. The first Earth Day was established on April 22nd, on this day, in 1970, Mm -hmm. with the message, New Energy for a New Era. According to Senator Nelson, the first Earth Day had over 20 million demonstrators and thousands of schools Mm -hmm. and communities participated. Basically, Earth Day virtually organized itself. Well, and out of concern for Mama Earth, and plastic is an arch enemy. It's useful in some regard but it's way, way, way out of control. Uh-huh. Reduce the use of plastic. Especially single-use plastic. Oh, I gosh, mean, yeah. And look at all the, every time we go to the grocery store, here comes 10 bags of plastic bags. Now yeah. what? Well, go go read. Now. Glenn's article is also in the notes. Glenn Burrows from Norfolk Tours. And he's all about independent small business. And his interview airs later today. We also have some other great interviews uh, coming up uh, because it's National Park Week. Today kicks off mm, National Park I Week. I love that. You and know that's that. our thing. We travel full time, Nancy mm-hmm. and I, across the country documenting parks, public lands, not just national parks, but all parks, because all, all parks. parks matter. We love, It's called the Love Your Park Store. And then while we're not in a park, we're pet sitting so we can do our work and have internet when, <laughs> well, when it wants to be. <laughs> when it wants to. Thank you. Hey, uh, no, no, uh, we'll be I nice. I almost said it. All right. So our quote of the day today, because of Earth Day, and also um, when it comes to being, um, it's Earth Day and National Park Week, is from Aldo Leopold. Now, this is what's interesting. He was born January 11th, Mm -hmm. 1887, died April 21st, 1948. Mm -hmm. Think about yesterday, which was April 21st, with John Muir's birth anniversary. Mm -hmm. Isn't that weird? It's like the well, no, it's like the passing of guards it, in some weird way. Yes, it's different soul groups. Different that, soul groups. Yeah, so he was the best-selling author of a Sand County Almanac. He was a mm-hmm. scientist, ecologist, forester, conservationist, mm-hmm. and environmentalist, an expert in environmental ethics and in wilderness conservation. And he developed the very first comprehensive management plan for the Grand Canyon. 
wrote the Forest Service's first game and fish handbook wow. and proposed the Gila Wilderness Area, the first national wilderness area in the Forest Service system. In 1935, he helped found the Wilderness Society. So all hail Aldo Leopold. And in fact, mm-hmm. um, speaking of the Gila uh, Wilderness Area, we've been to it's on our beautiful. tour. It's in southwest oh. New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Gila uh, National Forest, the Gila Wilderness Area, and mm-hmm. the Gila Cliff Dwellings National Monument. All connected. The Gila Cliff Dwellings, um, you can hike and everything there too. Uh, very, It's one of the few um, cliff dwellings you can actually walk into. You have to climb up to get into it but um, is one of our very first monuments mm. in the National Park Service. Thank you, Teddy Roosevelt, for that. Um, but anyway, the quote of the day from Aldo Leopold is, Harmony with land is like harmony with a friend. Mm-hmm. You cannot cherish his right hand and chop off his left. That's right. Boom. Hello. Boom. Boom. Right there in your face. Stop it. Boom. Boom. Well, I think what's, what's also cool is we have some more music. Um, water from Eric Burton. Oh. Because the water is life. You can't do anything without it. Yeah. It's like air. And Eric Burton lived out by Joshua Tree where we were, and we never met him. Like, that's, that's stupid. Yeah, really? I did meet Dick Dale when he was alive. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember. He was in the post office once. Yeah, met him there. Like, Hello. A lot of musicians, because they had Pappy and Harriet's out there. That's a yeah. cool place to go play. Uh, but Eric Burton did live out there and understands the value of water. Mm-hmm. And he's always been uh, an environmentalist, too. Uh, so anyway, we played the song Water is the second on the playlist. And it's from his album Till Your River Runs Dry. And this is his solo album. So not with the animals or war, which we love war. Mm-hmm. War is awesome. Uh, we also have Mother Earth on the playlist from Memphis Slim because we mm. all go back to Mother Earth in the end. Yeah. God, Memphis Slim is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And then uh, connecting uh, the Gila Wilderness area is Wally Lauder. Of course. Um, he is an amazing singer-songwriter, folk musician, based in Silver City, New Mexico. That's where we met him. Mm-hmm. And that's the, you know, the gateway community to the Gila Wilderness and Gila National Forest, Gila Cliff Dwellings. Um, so this is his song, Loving the Land, that mm-hmm. we've added in there. Uh, Wally also lived in Tucson for a while when mm-hmm. we were there. Now he's moved back in his little tiny house and is a wonderful little cat. Uh, still doing music. And um, he's, a gentle he, he's a gentle soul who really loves the environment and just is a one of the kind people mm-hmm. of life, right? Yeah. He's one of the meek kind. No, I don't want to say meek. I hate that word. Meek and weak. He's not weak. He, not he's weak. A, no, I think he's actually very strong. Strong and humble. He's just not loud and boisterous. He's calm, collected, he, and he's the thinks exact it opposite through. of me. He's quiet. I didn't say a word. <laughs> but anyway, he's he's really sweet, and his music is tender and uh, really caring. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say he's this era's John Denver. Honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would say that. Mm. Um, but anyway, Loving the Land, it, he did this out there. Um, he's got many songs that are, you know, just about moments in life. And um, anyway, so this perfect, perfect song for today. Mm. I know we've played it a gazillion times on our shows, but so what? It's a good song. Yeah. And and Tucson, by the way, has Saguaro National Park, if you get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's an awesome place to go. And um, so that's part of the Earth Day things that we have up there. Um, we do have some great articles, like I was saying, up in our show notes. 
but and the music playlist. But then today is also the Arbor Day founder Julius Sterling Morton's uh, birthday. How convenient. Yep, he was a Nebraska newspaper editor. Who knew, yeah. right, from Nebraska? And politician who served as President Grover's Cleveland Secretary of Agriculture. Hmm. And they say, which I think this is freaking fantastic, he was a prominent bourbon Democrat. <laughs> What's a bourbon Democrat? It's got to be a region. I don't know. But he I, I bourbon when he was in office. I am what? all for it. I'm all for it. I want to be a bourbon I'll, Democrat. I, I'll be, I'll be whatever you want me to be if it's got bourbon. Uh, but taking a conservative position on political, economic, and social issues, and opposing agri, agri, uh, agrarianism. Jeez, I can, I can get there. Agrarianism. You said bourbon, and then I can't talk. Um, he was born April twenty second, nine eighteen thirty two, in Adams, New York, and died in April April twenty seventh, nineteen o two, Lake Forest, Illinois. So here's a quote uh, from him. When you think about Arbor Day and planting trees, we all know now the American Forest has this amazing initiative mm. about knowing what your tree equity score is in your neighborhood, in your home. Um, do you have the right amount of trees to help mitigate climate change? Really, because trees provide shade and they are our lungs. They help us. It's like Breathe. the ocean, clean ocean, right? Water, right, is life. Trees are life too. So we have a link to our interview and article about tree equity scores uh, that we did uh, with the American Forest. So check that out in the show notes. But what is your tree equity score? And we found out that social equity is the same as tree equity. So um, in our more impoverished areas in this country, somehow they don't get trees. People do not get trees in those areas. And so that's something we need to change. And so it, it is a little racist, isn't it? Actually, we need trees all over the place because yep. you can't just go, oh, let's put all the trees where the rich people live. That's not going to nope. help the environment. Nope. And we're all subject to what happens in our environment. So we need trees and plants. Yep. All over. So this today, uh, you know, when we think about it being National Park Week, so many forests and mm-hmm. forest service. We want to celebrate the forest service. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. But there's so many forests within our national parks, like the redwoods, mm-hmm. right? Um, oh, man, you cannot replace those redwoods. Big tree, the sequoias, uh, mm. Sequoia National Park, Kings Canyon um, have amazing forests. There's just, there's forests everywhere. Nancy and I have had such a wonderful opportunity to visit so many, and I'm trying to do the park of the day every day. I'm, I think we're at 112 today cool. parks uh, for this year that I've been documenting one every day um, because we've I think we've been to over 1,500 at least in the last few mm-hmm. years. And so we're behind, but we're catching up. We've got good plans for it too. But anyway, um, check that article about tree equity score because it's something that could change your immediate neighborhood and your immediate home and your entire community, the more trees you plant and the right ones. Um, but we've got some music. Uh, we've got Forest Walk by Makana over in Hawaii. Oh, cool. He's been hanging out in Mexico City lately. Oh. Um, very dedicated environmentalist. Um, and But Forest Walk is just such a beautiful, beautiful song. Sometimes when we go to nature, we're going to calm down a little bit, not be so heavy rocking. I think the Jelly Bean and Eric Burden are the most rocking that we have of today. Um, a Tree of Life um, is a song from the album Solace by Held by Trees. Um, and I'll make sure to put their show note, 
their link to their podcast with us in the show notes too. Uh, plus, we also have in the show notes, I wanted you to hear the podcast with Steffi Moonlady and mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Hackler. Um, Dennis is amazing guitar. Steffi is like one with nature. Both of them are. Um, in fact, last year on our Earth Day special, they did a recording. Um, but I want you to hear their podcast about their album, To the Universe. Mm-hmm. And it's really the song to the universe about what can we do and to tell. It's like it's like Mother Earth, sorry, we suck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we need to do better for you. Um, but she's very connected and, and they're very awesome people. So um, take a listen to that. And then, <clears throat> of course, we were talking about Wally's music, but Trees, Van Morrison has a song called Redwood Tree mm-hmm. that um, we've added to the list too. But in closing of the tree segment, Arbor Day founder Julius Sterling Morton, I found a really cool quote from him. Each generation takes the earth as trustees. We mm-hmm. ought to bequeath the posterity as many forests and orchards as we have exhausted and consumed. Yes. I would like to add to it that we should add more. I, and yep, exactly. We need mm-hmm. to add more because we're well, taking... we're adding more people. He just wants balance, right? And that's right. the thing. So the more people you add, the more air you need, the more water mm-hmm. you need, the more land you need. So how do you do that? Yeah, exactly. You know? Well, okay. So today kicks off National Park Week. Very exciting. We have um, in our show notes a link to the National Park Trust about a podcast about how they are celebrating 40 years today of mm-hmm. preserving land. They've done so much to preserve land, get mm-hmm. kids into parks. Their kids to parks uh, event comes up, I think it's May 20th, that we also have that on our site. By the way, we have a website called nationalparktraveling.com. Just thought I'd put that out there. Um, <clears throat> so take a listen to that because they've done so much and there's so many ways you can be involved with what they do uh, for parks and for the land. We also have um, an interview with the National Parks Arts Foundation. We do a first Friday show with them, mm-hmm. uh, interviewing artists and residents who get to stay in a park for a full month. So what I did is I put in the show notes uh, a reunion interview with artists who all stayed off-grid in Dry Tortugas National Park on their own island, Loggerhead Key. You're really remote. It's off-grid. You have to take a partner with you as an artist to go there because when we say off-grid... We mean off-grid. We mean, but you're also with sea turtles and... and I want... I mean, I I want to go. go. And you have to learn about hurricanes. You have to take all these, like, courses, but it is one of those Mm once-in-a-lifetime experiences. So I put that link in there so everyone can connect with that in regards to our national parks. Plus, um, we also have some podcasts coming up today. Uh, Feral, uh, it's a national parks memoir that um, Debbie Stone reviewed, travel writer Debbie Stone, so you can hear about a lady, Emily Pennington, and her journey going to all national mm. parks. Um, also, oh, Tina, the first tooth, tooth fairy is out. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay, it's a book about a tooth. It's a children's book. But that's really? I, I meant to put that in there for our um, Earth Day section. Uh, physician, scientist, and children's book author, Dr. Bruce F. Scharschmidt, uh, talks about his new picture book today on our podcast. It's out now. Um, it's got rhymes. It's got beautiful illustrations. And it's all about Tina, the first tooth fairy. Um, that really is about getting kids to understand because there's, you know, tooth fairy dust. And uh, what what if we run out of it? So it's, it's a connection to the environment and talking about sustainability with your kids, which mm-hmm. is a big topic for them to understand. But they're in the middle of it, you know. So 
it's a it's a great book for that. Um, going back to uh, national parks, um, I also put the notes a link to an interview with Laurie McCullen um, about her book Among the Beautiful Beasts. It's a novel set in the 1920s in Miami and tells the remarkable untold story of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, the woman who saved the Everglades. Mm. So we do have Rise from Eddie Fetter mm-hmm. on the music playlist. Cool. You know the movie Into yeah. the Wild. We mm. love that. It's one of our favorites. Um, we have Grand Canyon by Drive-By Truckers. It's a good song. Really cool. good song. And The Everglades by Waylon Jennings, because if the mosquitoes don't get you, the gators will. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to close with that. But really closing today, um, we're excited to close our show with Steve Schneikert's Hollywood history segment about movies that were filmed in national parks. Awesome. The Grapes of Wrath, mm-hmm. North by Northwest, Spartacus, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, mm-hmm. and The Quick and the Dead. Wow. Isn't it cool? That's very cool. So happy Earth Day, everybody. I'm going to say happy Arbor Tree Day because it's kind of tree day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, happy Trails Day. Don't forget to get Girl Scout cookies when they come out. And please be kind to Mama Earth. Be kind to Mama Earth. And thank you for joining us here on the Big Daily Blend podcast. Hey, pop with us on Facebook under Big Blend Radio Mags. We're on Twitter at Big Blend. Ra- oh, my gosh. Big Blend Mags. Yep. And uh, on YouTube, Big Blend Radio, at Big Blend Radio. You can find our podcast there. And Instagram, uh, Big Blend Radio TV. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, Joey Stuckey. Cool. Uh, is uh, host co-hosting uh, our Big Daily Blend musician, Joey Stuckey. We are still part of our pop-up festival, as I was saying. So lots happening this weekend. Take care. When people think of national parks, movies are not usually the first thing that comes to mind. The national parks are not just providing a home for wildlife, but they are also providing gorgeous locations for Hollywood to use when shooting its movies. Let this list of five movie classics shot on National Park Service land be your gateway into the wider world of film, camping, and the discoveries of the outdoors. 1940s, The Grapes of Wrath. This John Steinbeck classic novel turned film about the Dust Bowl exodus utilizes the petrified forest to recreate a journey many have taken through Arizona. The park has some great views and plenty of finds to keep paleontologists, archaeologists, and other ists busy for a long time. But the main attraction is really all the petrified wood which is some worldly mix of logs and stone. North by Northwest, 1959. The National Memorial Mount Rushmore serves as a pivotal setting for this Alfred Hitchcock adventure. It is not difficult to imagine Cary Grant running from spies in a death-to-death chase to freedom across this park. Just make sure you imagine it and do not act it out. Hitchcock himself ran into controversy for his action sequences. 1960s Spartacus. Death Valley National Park has served as a location for multiple films. In Spartacus, 
the first sequence in the quarries was filmed in the Nevada park. While it would be zero fun to reenact the labor-intensive scenes, taking advantage of the hiking, biking, and camping opportunities available in this 3 million acre park could lead to a memorable vacation that becomes a family classic. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, 1969. For this western, Butch Cassidy, Paul Newman, and the Sundance Kid, Robert Redford, the ultimate criminals on the run, took advantage of the scenery in Utah's Zion National Park. Once you were there, you will want to stay for the mind-blowing scenery. Besides the multitude of trails to lead you around the sandstone, there are many naturally occurring arches that are a wonder to behold in person. Concluding with 1987's The Quick and the Dead, there were parts of the film shot in Arizona's Wupatki National Monument. The land was originally home to the predecessors of the Hopi and Zuni people, and has since been excavated and studied by archaeologists. The pueblos and canyons make for a beautiful landscape, and it is easy to see why location scouts chose Wupatki as a backdrop for this western. The film was also shot in the nearby Coconino National Forest and Kaibab National Forest. I am Steve Schneikert, and this is Hollywood History as I Recall It.